Today's uh, sponsor is American Financing. Uh, American Financing is a is a great company, and and they know that if you're already if you own a home already, uh, you might think about refinancing. Uh, according to new data, that more than half a million homeowners could lower their mortgage rates by doing so. And you know we know that the rates have been low for a long time. Uh, these are historically low rates. Are you one of the people that could actually use a refi? This is this is um, something that is so critically important. Um, I think loans are going to get harder and harder to get. And the people that I trust, American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. I've known these guys for a very long time. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, 2,500 Google reviews. Um, they are... They work for you, and that is the uh, the real difference. Yep. Uh, they'll customize a loan to uh, any program, really, you need to fit your financial needs. Uh, they got all, they'll basically talk to you whenever you need to, evening, weekend, hours. It's great. Call American Financing today, 1-800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. We have uh, updates on the Biden bracket uh, today as that goes down to the Sweet 16. That's not so, the not-so-sweet 16. The super creepy 16. Uh, that's coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have a lot to discuss. We have Mike Lee coming up in just a few minutes. Hopefully we'll talk to him a little bit about the border. Uh, I have a, a theory on the border if we're, we're going to try to shoehorn in. We also have a show tonight uh, at 5 o'clock that is going to bust this thing wide open. I mean, you you pay us to connect the dots. There's lots of dots to connect once again. New people, new faces. And this border thing is not what the media is telling you. It is an invasion, uh, and it is well-coordinated. That's why the media is not on it. That's why the left doesn't care. They know exactly what's going on. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We also have, uh, we also have some amazing uh, news on uh, Elon Omar as well today, and... Uh, they can't figure out why our kids are kill- killing themselves and uh, wanting to commit suicide at 13. I'll read the I'll read the experts and tell you what the experts say, and then I will humbly disagree with those experts and tell you what I think is happening. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor. Uh, Greg from Hawaii uh, wrote in and said, Glenn, my left knee started swelling last year, making climbing stairs and walking distances difficult. Uh, At the same time, my back, my hips, my shoulders were aching, and I figured it was worth trying Relief Factor. Within three days, I was seeing a difference. Relief Factor is helping me with almost all of my aches and pains. You know, I don't want to hear about your aches and pains. You live in Hawaii, so give us a break. Uh, if you have, no matter where you live, if you do have aches and pains, uh, I understand. And there is relief out there, relief factor. I feel the best I've felt in five years now. You don't have to live with the pain or worse with heavy drugs. Relief factor is 100% drug free and it's created by doctors. It, it helps your body reduce the inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain. And there's a three-week quick start. It's only $19.95. You try it for three weeks. If you don't see any kind of relief or any kind of changes, it probably is not going to work for you. But 70% of the people who try it go on month after month after month. 
Join me and get your life back with Relief Factor and their three-week quick start, only $19.95. You have pain, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. So I want to talk to uh, uh, Jason, uh, our our lead um, uh, researcher for foreign affairs and uh, and and, we, and everything really shady. He was a uh, military intel guy uh, and has worked with me now for how many years, Jason? About six years. And uh, has been on the border uh, and looking at the border for the last year. Uh, as we watched these things start to come through, because I have um, I have a long term uh, theory that this is the last piece of the chalkboard that I did at Fox, that the destabilization of the United States that happened over in Europe. Remember, it would start in the Middle East, a caliphate, then it would spread to Europe and it would destabilize Europe and then it would come here. What happened well, all of these migrants came up, all these I- immigrants uh, came from the Middle East and pushed up into uh, Europe, destabilizing it because they were not blending in. They were not living by the rules. It was causing real chaos. That's what's destabilized Europe. Now, the same thing is happening here. It's come to America exactly as we outlined, uh, what, eight, nine years ago. So... What who is controlling this tonight at five o'clock? We're doing a uh, a show and a chalkboard outlining who really is behind all of this. Of course, we found Soros money, but that's not the real story. We, yeah, we looked at this, I think, back last April. Yeah. And it was easy to find the Soros connections. And that's like at this point, that's like trying to find Kevin Bacon in a movie. You know, a connection. <laughs> it's, it's so easy it's now. There, yeah. Um, so that's the, not the interesting thing. When we talked about this last April, we were like, who is directing these caravans? Who's organizing? We know that there's this has got to cost an insane amount of money just mm-hmm. in the water alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so who was behind it? And there wasn't really that much information out there. And little by little, more information is starting to, to trickle out. And I started looking at addresses uh, that were attached to some of these organizations associated with uh, this Pueblo Sin Fronteros, if you remember those mm-hmm. people without borders. And again, all, again, say, say the name of that in English. Uh, people without borders. People without borders. Okay. And uh, I found a, a secondary group that runs right along parallel with them. Another one called Center Without Borders. And I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. I looked at both their addresses, and coincidentally, they both have the same address. No. And I was like, huh. Um, and so I started looking at other groups around them, and, and they all kind of sound similar. They're like community organizer, community organizer, community organizer. And of course, as all progressive stories lead, they all lead in Chicago, Illinois, of course. Um, I, we'll go in. So these are south of the border organizations. <laughs> That all lead to Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And more specifically, a church in, in Chicago. Chicago. Ah. <laughs> I, who would, now, I'm going to go out on a limb. Is this a social justice church? 
Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, these, the, the only way to do this is to put this on a chalkboard because the connections will absolutely blow your mind. Marxist Leninist to the core. To the core. If you want to know where the entire sanctuary city movement started, these people. We're going to show you the actual faces, the names, the people that have been pushing this since the 1960s. It is absolutely nuts. And the th- weird thing is they've, they've kept a very low profile. They haven't let their names out on a national scale, really. I mean, they've been doing these caravans for a long time, but we never heard about it until coincidentally now. And as you just pointed out, I mean, this is the main divisive issue all over the world. Like, all over the world. Yes. And so it wasn't until um, recently that they were like, you know what? Now is the time. The iron is hot. Now is the time to strike. Why is that? Because I, because I personally believe that they've, they haven't had that top structure to support them until now. They now have the pieces in place to say, okay, now, yeah, let's push for this. Let's, let's support this from the top you know, echelons of the government. While that's happening, we have these groups suddenly coming out. So what do you, why do you say that, that they have the top level to support it when you have Donald Trump in office? That's, and that's something different from, say, like the President Obama days when right. it was like members of the executive. Correct. Now it's members of, you know, top levels of Congress. They're actively supporting this. People like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, um, they're lockstep with, with a lot of the things that, that um, some of these like bottom groups that are, that are now pushing it. Now there is like they feel like they're getting the social contract mm-hmm. that they can come out publicly, take the mask off and say, yeah. Um, this is just a means to an end. That's really all this is. And the end is? The end is yeah, a, a complete inside-out uh, disruption within the federal government. So here is, this is, you know, we we told you for years um, that we were operating on top-down, bottom-up, inside-out that there would be well-placed people in the administration and that the Obama administration was the beginning of this, that they were putting well-placed people, you know, remember Van Jones, uh, green is the new red. They were putting well-placed people in there that were revolutionaries, that were, uh, that were not with the free market. They were socialists and Marxists. We were called crazy at the time. I told you at the time, don't worry, they will take their masks off at one point, but woe be unto us if we don't do anything about it now, because when they do, it will be a late hour. Yeah. So they're t- they've taken the masks off, and we're seeing the late hour that we're in. However, the fight is not done. You just need the information. You just need to have it exposed. Well, we're exposing it tonight. If you are not a member of the Blaze, please support us. Please support us. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. blazetv.com slash Glenn. In the next few days, probably won't be able to get to it till next week. We'll tell you about something that's happening in the House, H.R. 5. And I'm telling you, it will shut voices down all across the nation uh, it is something in the House, and I have it on, on really good um, uh, authority and background that this thing will pass the House, and there's a chance it passes the Senate and signed. It is a very, very clever, uh, cleverly written bill. 
and everybody's going to be for it. And it is extraordinarily dangerous, and it will affect you, not just voices like mine. It will affect your voice first. Um, we are at the we are at the crossroads here, and we have to be informed tonight, five o'clock. We will tell you all about the border, and we will show you the stuff that no one else is showing you. We will show you the connections. Now, the solution. The solution is, there is only one solution. Turn back to God. Beg him for forgiveness and beg him for guidance and support and protection. Fast, prayer, and humiliation. It is the only exit. We've passed them all. We are um, in really bad shape. We must turn back to God and ask him, please heal us. Now, let me go back to Jason for a second. Jason, you know what the human wave theory is? Uh, yes. So if for those who don't, um, China, it, it was told to me once, I couldn't find this. So I don't know if this is true or if it's just an explanation of how China could have won uh, in any war against Russia. But I was told that this was their actual plan. And it's the human wave theory. And it has happened before. I think Japan, either Japan, uh, either Japan used it against us. Uh, I think they used it against us in the war. They sent people over with sticks. And they would send them over, with the, uh, over the hill with sticks in the middle of the night. They'd cause all kinds of chaos. They would light up the sky. But these people had nothing. They didn't have guns. The Chinese did it to us in, Korea, in the Korean War. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was the Korean War. And the Chinese just kept sending people over. And we were just machine gunning them. But they had nothing. But we were just machine gunning wave after wave after wave after wave until we were out. And they just, then they send the troops in with guns. I mean, they can they just overwhelm you with people. The the story that was told to me is that they had a plan for the takeover of Russia. And what it was, uh, was they would send a million armed men over the border and they would cross the Russian border and they would surrender to the army. That's day one. Day two. They would send a million people over the border and they would surrender to the Russian army. Day three, they would send a million people over the border and they would surrender to the Russian army. By day four, they, they were overwhelmed. By day four, Russia would collapse. They couldn't handle the number of people. I think the human wave theory is being used against us right now. They're sending wave after wave after wave to our border. Our system is breaking down. Our, our laws are breaking down. Our court systems are breaking down. Uh, our country is breaking down. Our hospitals are breaking down just because of the human wave theory. And it, it is my contention that uh, those in Congress that are, that are in the know know exactly what is happening. Yeah, over. I, I absolutely agree with you. It's overwhelming the system, so it collapses. Mm -hmm. Fifty thousand people apprehended in January. 
that went to over 70,000 uh, in February uh, the, or the month after. This month, it's rumored to be about 100,000. There's a backlog of around 800,000 people uh, currently waiting to get asylum. And the, <laughs> and, and the people in Congress won't. They, when when uh, Donald Trump says close the border, what he means is, hopefully, I think, not the people who have green cards to come and go and, and to work here in the United States, not trucking or anything else. He's saying no asylum. We're done. No asylum. You can't. You, you've got to apply just like every place else in the world. You have to apply in your home country for asylum. You go to an American embassy and they won't. The Congress won't do that. Congress won't allow that. You're shaking your head. Yeah, You can't go to an American embassy in your home country and apply for asylum. Asylum can only be applied for in the United States. There is something called uh, refugee resettlement, which is you can apply for in an embassy of a foreign country, but not your home country. Because so if you leave Honduras, you can stop in Mexico and apply there for refugee resettlement. You cannot do it inside your home country because this the premise for this, of course, which has been completely abused in this situation, mm-hmm. is that things are so bad in your country. Right. And your government and the government of the it's country is doing something to do to to participate, whether right. it's completely abandon you and let right. marauders overtake you or on the other hand, the actual, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're Government. the ones you know, who are doing the crimes. So there be, make no sense to be able to stay in your country and be able Correct. to do it. Uh, we need them to either stay in their country or go to another country, but not here. Yeah. Because they are overwhelming our system. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that tonight, 5 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jason. Do not miss it. Subscribe now to The Blaze. TV blaze tv.com slash Glenn use the promo code Glenn Ben uh, I'm sorry Mike Lee is coming up in just a second first let me tell you if you want a brand new gun a brand new gun the United States Concealed Carry Association wants to make that happen for you they train and protect and they also offer the insurance that will make sure that you are you are safe and sound uh, and your family's not bankrupt if God forbid you ever use you have to use your gun for protection but they're giving away 19 new guns, 19. All you have to do is uh, just text back. I'll give you the number here in a second. But let me give you let me give you what this gun is. Uh, you can guess what this uh, gun is. It is the I don't have the copy here. It is. Uh, thank you. It is uh, one of the most popular double-action pistols in the world. It's often the gun of choice for law enforcement officers, uh, civilians, and our military. I think it's a SIG, but you check. Might be a clock. I think it's a SIG. Text Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to 87222. Text Glenn to 87222. Ten seconds break for station ID. Mike here. Okay, we're waiting for Mike Lee to uh, show up. Uh, he'll be with us hopefully soon, maybe at the bottom of the hour if he misses this. Uh, we know that he is uh, extraordinarily busy. I talked to him yesterday. There's some uh, there's some amazing things going on in uh, Washington D.C. Some amazing things uh, that are happening, uh, and we better get a handle on our Constitution fast. 
You think we still need it? I mean, we have the Green New Deal. If we could just implement that as the new constitution. I mean, think of how much time it would save. Yeah, Because, sure. I mean, sure, there's constitutional problems sure. with something like sure. the Green New Deal. But if you just kind of sure. push it through and make it the thing, then you, you don't have to worry about the constitutional problems. I was, uh, I, we've learned so much about uh, the environment. Um, I was very excited to see a new study that came out about plastic bags versus um, uh, reusable bags. Yes. Now, I brought this up at dinner last night with my daughter. Oh, good for you. Ooh. Good for you. Went over well. Uh, so there's been... Uh, <laughs> uh, look, I, I thought science was just accept. You're supposed to accept the science as well, it happens. Okay, yes. And she and she does. Mm. Uh, the The problem is... Uh, the problem is, is the sea, and we'll get into that the in a second. Waste, I, yeah. yeah, I just we have Mike on, mm-hmm. and he's only got until eight thirty, mm-hmm. so we've only got now we've only got about uh, three minutes, Mike. Unless you want to talk after the break too, but I'll I know your schedule's tight. Um, uh, how are you, sir? Doing great. Good. Doing great. Good. Um, can you can can we talk just a, a a little bit here about what's happening on the border? I mean, I think we have the human wave theory happening. Uh, you know, the human wave theory that it's a it's a a war uh, tactic where it just you just have wave after wave after wave until you overwhelm the system and then you know the other country collapses. Uh, isn't that what we have going on in the border, Mike? Certainly, what we're going to be faced with whether there's any one person who has that as their intention or whether every person spilling over through the border has that as their intention. This is what happens when you have year after year of lax border enforcement. So, okay, and okay. it's also what happens when you encourage people to bring children, whether it's your own children or somebody else's, to come across, promising to release them if they're traveling with a child. Okay, so th- so we have this where they, they want it both ways. Uh, the, the Democrats do. You can't. Does the president have the right to say no more, no more asylum? Uh, We are full up on asylum unless you go to your local embassy or you apply for it, but you can't apply for it at our border. Does he have the right to say that? Asylum law is tricky, but there are some levers that the executive branch of government does, in fact, control. And I think there are some things he can do to be more restrictive on this. One of the things that I would like to see is uh, an aggressive move toward uh, easing the impact of the so-called Flores settlement. Uh, This is the settlement that requires us to release people within 20 days if they're traveling with a child. It's ridiculous, and it's encouraging human trafficking of the worst sort. Right. Mike, I'm I'm sorry. I've got a break. If you'd like to hold, we'd love to have you and talk about some other issues. Uh, Sure, I'd be happy to. Oh, okay, great. Good. We'll do that coming up next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I want to talk to you a little bit about LifeLock. The IRS is warning about a scam email that comes with an attachment labeled tax account transcript or something like that. Subject line containing a variation of the phrase tax uh, transcript. If you get one of these, do not open it. It's malware. The IRS does not send you emails, unsolicited emails. So anything from the IRS, don't open any attachments. Tax season is the prime time for scammers that are trying to get your uh, information. The IRS is a great name to because everybody's like, well, I, what if it's real? I've got to open it. Don't open it. 
LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number on sale on the dark web. And if there is a problem, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to work to fix it. They want to warn you, though, please don't open anything that has anything tax transcript. It's bogus. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions and all businesses, but they are the best. Get 10% off your first year. Use the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK, 10% off lifelock.com. We are into the sweet 16 or the not-so-sweet 16 of the Biden bracket to find the creepiest Joe Biden photo. It's Go to good. bidenbracket.com to vote now. Welcome to the uh, program, the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I want to remind you that tonight we're covering the border and we're showing you the connections to these caravans uh, right to Chicago. Uh, This is a well laid out, well orchestrated uh, uh, group of people that have been flying under the radar. Uh, And as we found it, because we started checking addresses and gee, all these organizations had exactly the same address. That's how we that's how we found out about Acorn. Do you remember that? It all led to one building uh, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you more on that coming up in uh, just a second. That's tonight at five o'clock. Also Thursday, Joe Biden and the uh, forget about his his creepiness. We well, got that covered in the the Biden bracket dot com. Uh, you go and you vote on the creepiest video. It's the Sweet 16 or the really Sick 16. Um, we have that, but we're looking at the things that should put a Biden behind bars. Things that nobody else is talking about. We have that on Thursday. Don't miss an episode. Five o'clock of the Glenn Beck program all this week. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you will save 10 bucks. Mike Lee is with us. Mike, I, I, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt on something uh, because I don't think I've ever disagreed with anything that you had. Uh, and if I did, if I listened to you for two seconds, I was like, oh, OK, I get it. This this whole uh, flexibility act where it's the family leave thing. I don't understand how how you are you are pushing this and doing this. Can you help us out? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. You're talking about the Cradle Act. The Cradle Act uh, would allow a young mother or father upon the birth or adoption of a child to choose to take a short-term Social Security benefit uh, following the birth or adoption of that baby in exchange for a delay in his or her retirement date of twice that length. So they would have the option of taking one, two, or three months off and take a a limited social security benefit during that time period following the birth of a child if they want to stay home with the child and then in exchange for that delay their retirement by a corresponding two four or six months uh at the end of their career but there but there there is no pot uh of social security uh money Um, And if I'm 20 and I'm having a baby or well, now the way it is, if I'm 47 and having a baby, uh, it's still that I doubt that Social Security is going to be around. So aren't we just putting aren't we just borrowing more money uh, to be able to do this? No, this proposal is budget neutral. This proposal uh, is actuarial sound, uh, actuarially sound, and it would not do anything 
to destabilize the fund. Uh, look, Social Security takes money out of people's paychecks, and it does so with the promise and the understanding that it's their money and it'll be there for them at retirement. My point here is that there is at least one other time in the life of a taxpayer when an American ought to have access to that benefit should they choose to take it. They ought to have this option after they have a child. Hmm. I understand that certainly the motivation here and that, you know, you, you, you obviously family is incredibly important and it's something you've, you've, you've fought for, you know, the entire time you've been in the Senate. I am, a, and I wonder if you are as well, a tad concerned that we would be creating another, you know, big moment in people's lives in which they have to look to the federal government for, you know, to, to, to hold a big role in that event. I mean, if you remember the Life of Julia cartoon they did back in the Obama campaign, you know, it was every big moment of Julia's life was associated with some benefit from the federal government. And are we not creating a new one here? Yeah, so I, 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 I don't believe that's what we're doing. And in fact, I think we're doing quite the opposite of that. So instead of going with Julia, let's come up with a hypothetical young woman whom we'll call Glenna. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Glenna, at the time she has a baby, uh, has already been t- paying into the Social Security system for years. She will be paying into the Social Security system for decades after the birth of her child. So Glenna ought to have the freedom to choose to delay her retirement date in order to spend a few weeks at home with her baby. That is not a new government program. That is simply making an existing government program more flexible in order to accommodate Glenna at the time she gives birth to a child. <laughs> okay, so so let's say Glenna approves. So I, yeah, I, you might like that. All right, so I, I agree with that. I think that makes sense. My problem is Social Security the Glennon knows it's not going to be there at 65 or 68 or 88. It's just not going to be there. This is an unworkable, unsustainable system. The unsustainability of Social Security is not in any way accelerated by this move. The fact that it has been made unsustainable is as a result of uh, decisions made by Congresses over the course of many decades. There are a lot of things we could do to make that better and a lot of things we could do to make that worse. Okay, so This bill in particular would do nothing to either accelerate uh, or halt the demise of the Social Security program. This one just keeps it on the same path. Okay, so wait. So are we borrowing to pay for Social Security? Uh, yes, we are. As a result of budgetary decisions made, there's nothing about this bill that would accelerate that uh, because this would come about only as a result of uh, uh, decisions that would be offset uh, both in the short term and the long term by, among other things, the delay and the ultimate retirement date. And that, by the way, is ultimately something that we're going to have to look at as a way of saving Social Security is to acclimate people to the idea that Americans are living longer as they live longer, well, we ought to be moving toward a system that indexes the retirement age according to life expectancy. I, Mike, I have to tell you, I'm 55. I can't imagine at 65. And I know a lot of people who are being forced into retirement, especially work for the federal government. And they're like, Bernie Sanders is like 900 years old and he's not forced to retire. You know, I don't know people that want to go away at 65 years old. Now, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of blue collar workers that will say, shut your mouth, Glenn. 
but is 65. My grandfather was old when he died at 60, I think seven. I mean, that's, that's what it was in the sixties and seventies. You were old in your sixties. You're not old in your sixties today. That's exactly right. And at the time the social security program was created, uh, people on average didn't live much past 60. And so as a result, they weren't spending many decades of their life as social security beneficiaries. Now people are living longer today. We're happy that that's the case. We hope it, that very trend will continue. As long as that trend is continuing, we do have to take into account the economic realities that that creates for Social Security. Do you feel bad that you've scarred the audience by giving them a mental image of a woman named Glenna? Oh, I, I knew a, uh, a woman named Glenna once. She was a lovely person. Mm. Um, so A uh, sweet spirit. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, was exactly. beautiful on the inside. R- right. So we don't have to picture <laughs> an image of Glenn Beck uh, uh, in feminine form. Uh, okay, that is think what I about did. the bucket of chicken <laughs> and somebody who looks like Colonel Sanders. But on the inside is lovely. <laughs> Colonel Sanders with his wee beady eyes saying, oh, yeah, you're going to buy my chicken. While putting an addictive chemical in it that makes you crave it fortnightly. I love a man who can quote that movie. God bless you. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Bye-bye. Uh, it's an you know what the movie is? Yeah. Uh, anybody know what the movie is? What is the movie? Yeah, so I married an axe oh, murderer. Yeah, of course, you—that's yeah. the you, you quote two movies. It's either so I married an axe murderer or Princess Bride or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Those are the only three things you know. Those are the <laughs> three references you have. Now I will be say I you know my I have like Rocky three and Rocky four, and that's pretty much it. So, I will put my uh, movies against. <laughs> I will put my fair. about it's three and enough. four any day of the week. Rocky one, come talk to me. Rocky three and four, I don't want to see you. <laughs> That is right from the lips of Glenwina. Um, real estate agents, I trust.com. You're trying to sell your home. You need somebody you can trust. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I started doing work uh, probably eight, eight years ago or so uh, with a bunch of real estate. It's got to be longer than that. With a bunch of real estate agents and these real estate agents all around the country, they were the top 500 real estate agents in the country. They were the most successful, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I developed friendships with them, and I started asking them questions. How come, how come I can't ever find a real estate agent that can sell my house quickly on time for the most amount of money? And so they said, well, are they doing this? No. Are they doing this? No. Or is the person like this? No. Well, how do I find that real estate agent? That was the real question. There are things that these top real estate agents do that actually make a huge difference on selling your house and selling it for the most amount of money. So we went out and we searched for those real estate agents. That's what realestateagentsitrust.com is. They are all hand-vetted personally to make sure that they are the best that are following these principles. They also are fans of the show. So, because I, I hate being trapped in a car with somebody who's like, and another thing, you know what those conservatives on Fox do? And you're like, okay, I, uh, I happen to like some of those people. And they just go because they just think that the world agrees with them. I hate being trapped in a car. You won't have that problem. Real estate agents I trust.com. That's real estate agents I trust.com. Alana Mar, bum, ba, da, da, da. Alana Mar, bum, ba, da, bum. 
Hey, Alana Mar, update. Have you have you heard about her requesting the United States to step in and save this Muslim Brotherhood? No, no, no. Have you heard her thoughts on 9-11? Uh, no. Really, really powerful. Oh, I like thought she might be against it. No. It's kind of it's like, uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of like you got chocolate in my peanut butter. Yeah, Let's put these yeah, two together and see what we have. Uh-huh. All right, what do you have? Uh, all right, here's uh, here's Alan Omar on uh, talking about 9-11 and, and CARE and its creation. CARE was founded after 9-11. Nope. Because hmm. they recognized that some people did something. Wait, what? And that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Oh, okay. So that's her description of 9-11. Some people did something. Nah, that's true. Yeah, some I extremist mean. Muslims killed 3,000 innocent Americans. That's the something these people did. But it is hard to argue uh, with the idea that, that some people did something. Yeah, it that is. is true. It is true. That is true. That some people, people did, did something. something. Yeah. <laughs> I found it an unusual description of 9-11. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never heard it before. Um, and then, for, you know, first of all, not, uh, CARE wasn't developed after... It wasn't put together after nine well, eleven. No, 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 no. no. That can't no. be. She just said it. I know she did. Yeah, she did. She lied. <laughs> she lied. She lied. Yeah, care was actually started by uh, the Palestinian Council, which is a direct arm of the Muslim Brotherhood. The Palestinian Council was was told you need to have a think tank, which has been since disbanded. You need to have a propaganda arm, which became care, and you need to have a fundraising arm for Hamas, which uh, was eventually uh, those people were thrown in prison. So mm-hmm. the only one that was remaining mm-hmm. is the the propaganda arm of the Muslim Brotherhood and the sister organization of Hamas. It's just amazing. That's care. And and they were formed in the 90s, right? I mean, yeah. I, mm-hmm. so maybe you could say they were formed after the first World Trade Center bombing, but not 9-11. Not, not, not no. And formed, you know, she makes Muslims, American Muslims sound like the victims of 9-11. Yeah, right, right. Uh, they weren't. They were not. I mean, some of them I mean, pro- some were, were in the towers, right? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, but, uh, I mean, you cannot, again, disagree that it was formed after some people did something. That is true. <laughs> it is still and true. She's she's yes. nailed that one. Uh, this woman needs to go. She needs. Oh, this to be woman impeached. is really dangerous. She's so, really so a here's, danger. Here's a tweet from her. I recently met with a couple of people to talk about Hoda uh, Abdulman. Some people just call some people. Some people. Some people. A political prisoner in Egypt. I hope Trump brings up her case in his meeting with the regime that has imprisoned her. Now, the regime that imprisoned her was Al Sisi's regime, the one who put the Muslim Brotherhood out of business. Mm. Because remember what they were doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. They were burning churches down and crucifying Christians and all of that stuff. Uh, She said uh, that regime imprisoned her. We must work to free Hoda. Okay. All right. So who is she? She's just a wonderful person, wonderful person that happens to be, uh, you know, directly connected to the Muslim Brotherhood. This is a terrorist organization, a terrorist organization. By the way, 
Um, one of the uh, one of the people I think that she is posing with in a picture was featured in an Al Jazeera produced video dramatizing uh, mom situation as a human rights crisis. Now, this is the boy uh, in the picture with uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of our She is uh, she's posing with the son of this Hoda woman that is in there. he uh after he was on al jazeera she reached out and she's like oh i want to help your muslim brotherhood mom why well because again care who is holding her hand the entire time is a the parent organization of i'm sorry the parent organization of care is the muslim brotherhood if the muslim brotherhood has people in prison She's going to stand up for them because she is being backed by the propaganda arm care of the Muslim Brotherhood. So this is this is this is foreign agent kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and she she calls herself a second class citizen. She's tired of being treated like a second class citizen. I don't know. She goes on to say, uh, you know what? I don't have one of those little uh, golem pins, my precious, that that make me beyond a citizen. No. I'm not a congressman. She exactly. Is. How can she be a second this class citizen? This country took her in as a refugee and made her a U.S. congressperson. Uh, I'd like to be that second class. You know, if we were if we were more uh, like uh, the uh, the like Sweden, we would have that story. Except they would be somebody that got rid of the torture Beck. of Islam. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. The meaning of life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Mhm. I'm going to give it to you here in just a few minutes. Also, the Biden bracket. 70,000 people yesterday uh, uh looked at uh looked at the 32 choices of really creepy Biden pictures and have narrowed it down to the Sweet or sickening 16. We're down on that with the bidenbracket.com. We'll go there. Uh, also, uh, a little bit more, I think, on Ilan uh, uh, Omar and what she is really all about. Oh, oh, and the creepy monitoring that we have in China is coming here. That's great. I'm telling you right now, employees in China. The Chinese government says they love it. All that and more as we begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Simply Safe, 100% committed to helping you fear less uh, at home. Baltimore has just been named the most robbed city in America. Oh, well, that's great. Let's move to Baltimore. Where is, uh, where is your city uh, on this list? The most dangerous cities, Cleveland, Ohio, Oakland. Cleveland, Ohio is beating now Oakland, California. St. Louis, Missouri is number three. East Point, Georgia. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware ranks number eight. Chester, Pennsylvania is at number 10. Uh, when it comes to home break-ins, robberies, Baltimore, number one. Cleveland, number two. Oakland. What happened to Cleveland. 
I mean, Cleveland's always been a rough town, but it's always been like, you break my window, I break your arms. <laughs> uh, anyway, if, you, uh, if you're leaving, living in Cleveland, uh, you might want to consider Simply Safe. 100% committed to making you feel safe at home by actually keeping you safe in your home. Go to simplysafebeck.com, get a 10% discount now on your home security system. Simplysafebeck.com, free shipping, free returns, and 10% off at simplysafebeck.com. You know, I haven't played the Sweet 16 uh, yet. And before I give the name of the website out, because I was never able to get onto it yesterday, <laughs> I still can't get on it for some reason. Maybe it's an Apple thing. Uh, Bidenbracket.com. Uh, Bidenbracket.com. This is building up to a show that we're doing on Thursday. Everybody's talking about, you know, he's the tactile uh, uh, presidential uh, candidate. He likes to touch people. Um, yeah. I, I mean, did we go with that with Michael Jackson? He was the tactile entertainer. Yeah. You notice that because I noticed it the first time I saw it was a New York Times headline. Mm hmm. Um, and, it, and it called him his tactile, you know, style is coming mm -hmm. under, under investigation or under a closer magnifying uh, glass. Uh, and um, but then I heard a clip of Biden and several other people defending Biden using the exact same word. Group this is one of those things we should go find a montage of because the word tactile is not something that is said a million times a day on cable news. But all the Especially sudden, in description of a person. Right, exactly. And all of a sudden, that's the way they... Now, tactile is a very nice way of saying he's... Touchy. Know, touchy. And he's grabbing women in ways they don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's a... Tactile is super nice. Oh, no. Uh, Weinstein was tactile. Tactile. He's a tactile movie uh, executive. <laughs> that's all, that's uh, all he Bill is. Bill Cosby, a tactile comedian. comedian. Uh, I think that's the way that they should try it now. Mm -hmm. um, that'll work well. I was interested to see that, and then I noticed, actually, Kirsten Gillibrand had an issue yesterday talking about nuclear weapons, and she's getting hammered on it. But honestly, I think it's just the it's just the fact that this word has been in the media so much so often when describing Joe Biden. She's talking here about nuclear weapons and trying to get to tactical nuclear weapons. Listen. When you say you want to develop low-yield nuclear weapons that are tactile... What you're saying is you want to use them. Now, the military will make an argument no. to say, no. oh, this is just Stop. again. Um Stop. She does it twice. This is, the, this is ridiculous. First of all, let, let's just go with tactile nuclear weapon. What you say when you're, you're developing a tactile nuclear weapon is uh, it's going to reach out and every, it will feel everybody and they will, <laughs> they will feel its heat. Okay. So enough with the tactile stuff. That does describe Biden, though. They will feel his heat. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they and they will have been feeling the heat. heat. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the thing with with the rest of that nonsense is if you're building a nuclear weapon, you are saying, yeah, we might have to use it. Mm -hmm. If you're using a tactical nuclear weapon, what you're saying is we may have to use it and we'd rather not blanket bomb an entire city. Yeah. We would rather have it tactical so we could say right here and only here. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of what she's saying. 
and stunningly, considering she's not using the same uh the right word for what she's talking about she doesn't actually know what she's talking about (laughs) it's not a stunning surprise in this particular you know and i wish i could say the same for the media Uh, let let me talk about the well let me start here with uh christiane anampour here she is savaging fox news listen Following years of reporting from the front lines and in the newsroom, it's no surprise that Christiane Amanpour believes in a committee to protect journalists. We are watching an era in which life for journalists becomes tougher and tougher, more and more dangerous. We are truth tellers, we're truth seekers, we go for the evidence and the facts. So we need the committee to protect journalists to protect and to have our backs while we do that job. This whole notion of fake news, I don't know why it bothers me so much. It potentially can have a corrosive and destructive influence and effect on one of the most important pillars of our democracy and our freedom. So what do we do? Well, we keep doing our jobs. We rise to the challenge and we redouble our efforts to be as diligent as we possibly can okay are you doing that really are you doing that have you doubled your efforts because what's what's amazing is she um she savages savages fox news she has savaged me you know she do you remember Stu, when we were sitting in uh it was a corporate cnn global broadcast and it was for every cnn employee all around the world. Yeah, it was like a, a big company town meeting. Correct. Basically. And they were going to talk to the head of uh, of Time Warner, and she was set to be the person that asked the questions. And before it started, she said, first, I have to ask a question. How can anyone work at a company that would hire somebody like Glenn Beck? <laughs> and I'm sitting there. Fair and balanced. Yeah, I was sitting there, and I'm like, I've been singled out globally. Yes. I felt like a happy employee, like they really loved me. Oh, yeah. Uh, It was an amazing, amazing thing. So what did she do? She basically called me fake news. Yeah. Now, the reason why she called me fake news is because we had had some strong disagreements on her take on the Middle East. And, Christian Anapur, if you would like, we could go over all of this I, in fact i'd love to i'd love to invite you on the show we could play the tapes of the things that you said uh about israel and and anyway um i welcome you anytime so eh, she I, had I was a, kind of thinking the other thing of like how can we work at a company that employs christian Amanpour? right that's kind of how i <laughs> right yeah. yeah but uh we wouldn't say that we wouldn't have said that no, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, we would have said it, but she's not supposed to say it. She's a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've always thought she is awful. I mean, she's not. She's awful. And she's, she's awful. She's absolutely terrible. But that being said, she's um, the one who just came out and said, um, uh, shouldn't shouldn't uh, they have done something? Shouldn't the FBI have done something to shut people down at a political rally saying lock her up? Yeah. No, that is the definition of freedom of speech. It's political speech. <laughs> exactly why no. we have the First Amendment in the first right. place. So she's she's absolutely awful. And the people on the left have been savaging Fox News and anybody like me or anyone else. They've been ripping them apart, just ripping us apart. And now when we have somebody else that will stand up and say, no, you know what? You guys are doing fake news. Then all of a sudden, it's this thing. We need protection. 
We need people to stand up. Yeah, we've been saying that for a while. And we've been standing up for your right to be wrong the entire time. I have never I stood up for you guys when when Obama was coming after you. I'd stand up if Trump comes after you. If he tries to pass anything that limits freedom of press, I am there on the front lines with you even though I think you're despicable on what you do. And when Trump has insinuated he might do such things, we've criticized him for that. We, exactly and, right. And by the way, we were there too. Um when they were going after the Obama administration was not only going after Fox News, but other left wing organizations. Correct. And using, uh, you know, Woodrow Wilson era uh, attacks against the media that we thought were wrong the entire time and are mm-hmm. consistent on to this day. Yep. Uh, you know, they, uh, there's just doesn't there's never the other side of that. They never come back and are going to give it to you. And you, and you have to make a decision on your own whether you're going to try to live principles even when they don't right they don't but they don't favor but they're never they come never along. do that always, they never do that whatever benefits them at that moment correct and they always say they're truth tellers and they look to the facts well let me give you this this is absolutely amazing um this is a tweet that came out yesterday nobody likes to give themselves credit for this kind of messaging success But progressive groups did a really good job convincing people that Trump raised their taxes when the facts say the clear majority got a tax cut. Mm. This was in response to a CNN or a sorry, a CNBC report that shows that the tax cuts are unpopular. Why? Because people don't realize that they got a tax cut and how tax cuts work. They're saying, I didn't get a tax cut. They're still taking money away from me. And I didn't what I didn't get was a a refund. No, you didn't get a refund because you paid less. It's unbelievable. I mean, the Reagan thing of if we just switched it to everyone had to make the payment at the end of the year, we get rid of this tax system almost immediately. We would Could that possibly be more true. No, I mean, we're seeing it again yet again here where people just don't understand that getting a refund is not a present from the government. It is the exact opposite. It means they kept your money all year and they made interest on it and they spent it when you could have been investing it or making interest. So here is so, so they so they have this. Now, let me show you this in action. This is from CNN. Yeah, this is yesterday. So they go in this long. I mean, it's a long, you know, it's inside politics with John King and they go in this long segment about all sorts of different stuff. Trump, you know, investigations and all the typical stuff they cover very end right before commercial. This is the coverage of the taxes. And speaking of taxes, just seven days until the April 15th deadline. The recent Wall Street Journal poll finds just 17% of Americans believe they're actually paying less under the new Trump tax law. 28% say they're paying more. The Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation says that's a misconception. Nearly half of all households are getting a $500 tax cut. Many Americans are, though, noticing smaller refunds because their withholding was reduced when the new law kicked in. Math. Fuzzy math, some say. We'll be right back. Fuzzy math. Fuzzy math. First of all, well, he started that mm-hmm. with the music running yeah, underneath him. Exactly. You're five seconds in, and the music's already coming up under them. This, so you, this is like when you do disclaimers. Yes. Yeah. It's like, a, or you throw a quick promo in for tomorrow's show, right? And then they explain to you that 17% of people think they got tax cuts. Think about that. 40, you know, 49% of people voted for Donald Trump. And only 17% of people think they got tax cuts. As he points out, a lot more did. And then uh, the, the little at the end, uh, uh, that's, uh, well, that's math, uh, fuzzy math, I guess. 
uh, some people would say. No. But it's not fuzzy math. No. It's, it's just people no. don't, don't, you have you not rid- informed them. You've told them over and over again that they're only cutting taxes for rich people. And they believe it because you've been lying to them constantly for two years. And they continually, over and over again, hear the same message. So, of course, they believe it. But, I mean, that is your fault. That is the media's fault. It's the same thing that we criticize when people say fake news. That's the sort of crap they're talking about. I mean, it's it's not... It's infuriating to people when you go through all this work, you get this thing passed, it benefits people, the economy is roaring, and what do people think? That Donald Trump is screwing them because he's not keeping more of their money throughout the entire year and then refunding it at the end. That's insanity. It's insanity. Let me again give you from Matthew Iglesias the the victory lap, the victory lap of the progressive left. They know this. They know this. 17% of Americans think their taxes were cut. New NBC Wall Street Journal poll shows. Okay, that was the original tweet. Matthew Iglesias writes this. Nobody likes to give themselves credit for this kind of messaging success. But progressive groups did a really good job of convincing people that Trump raised their taxes when the facts say a clear majority got a tax cut. How sick do you have to be to say success? We lied. Success. How many lies do our Democratic neighbors need? I'm not talking about the people in Washington. How many lies will they tell before you say enough? Is there a lie that they would tell that would change your mind and say this, this, the Democratic Party is not what I signed up for. These are radical, revolutionary Marxists that will do anything to win, anything to win. They're telling you they're lying. They're telling they're you. They're congratula- openly congratulating themselves. Mm. Hey, we lied and we convinced the American people of this lie. Can you imagine... Even Goebbels didn't have the gall or the guts to do that. They were not standing out in the public square going, look at this, man. Look at this. Congratulations. We're lying to all of you, and you're buying it. Man, we're smart. We are dead asleep as a nation. All right, got a uh, follow-up note for Field of Greens. Glad I have good news and bad news. The good news is I am still not sick, but thankfully the amoxicillin has helped my wife and daughter recover from the bug. Thanks again for telling me about Field of Greens. It boosted my immunity, and I don't have time to get sick. Now the bad news. This weekend my son broke his arm after falling off the sofa. Can we, can we find a product that will prevent childhood carelessness? Mm, sorry, you're on your own with that one. Field of Greens, made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. All you have to do is go to BrickHouseGlen.com. You want to feel better fast? You want to make sure that you are not getting sick with what everybody else has? You need to boost your immune system. 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N. Plus, they offer 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. So you don't really have anything to lose. Just call 833-RING-BHN. The uh, BHN stands for Brick House Nutrition. 
833-RING-BHN or go to BrickHouseGlenn.com, BrickHouseGlenn.com or call 833-RING-BHN. 10 seconds, station ID. Biden bracket seems to be up now, uh, Glenn. Of course, it's going to go down now that I just said that. Um, so quickly, uh, your matchups, you're going to know these photos, I think. You've got uh, a matchup between the biker photo where Joe Biden is has the biker sitting on his lap and, and President Troll oh, yeah. is behind him yeah, 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 glaring. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Versus a very famous picture of uh, Ash Carter, uh, the former defense secretary, and behind him, his wife with Joe with the creepy hands on the shoulders and sniffing the hair. That matchup is going on right now. It's very tight. That one is tough. That's a very tight, sweet uh, 16 I'm matchup. I'm going to have to vote. I know which one I'm going to vote for. Who are you voting for? Yeah. I went with uh, the biker, um, uh, actually. I, w- I went the other way. And I can understand that. The only reason I went with the biker is because she has specifically, the woman, uh, Ash Carter's wife, has specifically come out and said, like, there was nothing creepy about it. I, I've known him forever. He, did, he was giving me encouragement after I embarrassed myself earlier. I kind of like, eh. I mean, that one we at least know. Now, the next round is is a child who's in a red dress being kind of, like, touched around the belly area, um, which is very creepy, and a somewhat too close of a hug with Joe <laughs> Biden and, and a, another woman in a red dress. That's our rest, red dress region. Uh, then you have uh, Chris Coons' daughter. This is a famous one as well, where she's getting her head sniffed, uh, as opposed to Joe planting a... A big, fat, wet kiss on someone who's... I guess it's his mom. I don't know. Um, they, it's, a, it's an interesting kiss. Boy, there's some... There's a, there, these, these are hard. This is getting hard. Yeah. This is really getting hard. First round, by the way, we had, you know, about three or four tight matchups. And the other 16 matchups were pretty much blowouts. These, these were blowout... That's what happens in the, in, the, uh, in the first round of a tournament. Here now we're starting to see winners going against winners. Like right now, one I we mean, just started these voting. The one with the one with Joe Biden hanging on to the the reporter, and she's like, ha, 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 as he's hugging her, and yeah, it's so disturbing. You could tell that one seems like almost an assault, but the, it's up against him looking like he's about to French kiss uh, uh, Janet Napolitano. Yeah, it's like if mm. if like let's just picture. Uh, Joe Biden at home uh, and he orders a pizza and it's delivered by Janet Napolitano <laughs> and like, then porn oh, music wanna, kicks in I right wanna. before the clothes come off that's what that scene looks like Oof. Uh, Oof. you've got that you've got the Eva Longoria one which is pretty creepy that's still in the running a couple of other really weird kid pictures uh, going on as well we're down to the sweet 16 or the not so sweet 16 Incredibly disturbing. 16 photos of Joe Biden at bidenbracket.com. Vote today. We had over 70,000 votes yesterday. Uh, it's, it's obviously Keep it sweeping going. the nation. Keep it going. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. Greg from Hawaii writes, Glenn, I live in Hawaii. <laughs> That's what you should have written, Greg. But instead he wrote, Glenn, my left knee started swelling last year. Uh, making climbing the stairs and walking distances very difficult. At the same time, my back, my hips, and my shoulders were aching. I figured it's worth a try trying Relief Factor. Within three days, I was seeing a difference. 
Relief Factor is helping helping me with almost all of my aches and pains. Greg, I am thrilled to hear that. In fact, I'd like to investigate myself. If you'll have me over to Hawaii, I would love to. Is that really transparent? If you have debilitating pain, if you can't live this way anymore and you want your life back, you want to be able to do the things that you want to do. Try Relief Factor, 100% drug-free, created by doctors. It's a three-week quick start, 1995. That's a dollar a day. Uh, and 70% of the people who take it continue to order more month after month after month because it works. 1995, do it now. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Speaking of Joe Biden, the big expose on Joe Biden's activities in Ukraine and China is coming up this week. Don't miss it. Join blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Today is a very, very important show at 5 o'clock tonight. You don't want to miss. Uh, at 5 p.m. only on blazetv.com. Uh, sign up for this now. We are going to be showing you uh, something that... Do you know anybody else who is on this? Jason, I don't want to take credit for anything. I don't know of anybody else that is on this. This is all our uh, original reporting. I haven't seen anything else. Okay. Um, We have been on the border thing, and it is bothered. Uh, Jason Batrill is our uh, chief uh, researcher uh, for all things uh, foreign and terrorist and you name it. Uh, And it has bothered us this this caravan thing since we first saw it because it is something that we had talked about years before this is what's coming and so when the caravan came we were like okay who is behind this and no one was doing any research this is a year ago no one was doing any research we found there was one organization but we found very little about this organization it was pueblo what was it Sin Fronteros, People Without Borders. People Without Borders. So we've been following it, and we've been watching it. And uh, tonight, the culmination of a a lot of man hours uh, comes to fruition, and you will see it. And I promise you, it will change the look of the border. It will change your understanding. It will, if you believe that this is a coordinated effort, you will have the evidence tonight. This show is going to be sent to several people in Washington, D.C. once we complete it because they need to see it. I am sending it to the White House. I'm sending it to people in uh, in Congress and to people in the Senate. They need to see what we have found. Do not miss today's show. And by the way, we are asking you please to subscribe because it helps us pay for all of these man hours. You know, I, I people ask me all the time, Glenn, you know, I really loved it when you were connecting the dots. Well, there weren't any new dots to do. Uh, you know, I exposed I exposed the people that now are some of them are in jail uh, or have been have left the White House uh, being discredited. We exposed them, some, some of them, before they were even with the Trump administration. There's not anything else to expose there. We had told you what was happening with the Obama administration, with the Tides Foundation. This is a new set of radicals. 
and they are extraordinarily dangerous. We couldn't get to them before because they wouldn't take their mask off. However, the heart of this is sto- is a story that you will remember from when? 2006. Six. This is when George Bush was in. And remember, he, he was dealing with the border and uh, and immigration, and he was being very soft on immigration. And then there was this church in Chicago that allowed this woman to come in and cry sanctuary in this Chicago church. And it was a very big deal. Do you remember that at all, Stu? Yeah. Vaguely, yes. right? Vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. Mm-hmm. Then we never heard anything about it. Take us take us just through some of this on first how we found how we lead back to that church. You started finding addresses. So, yeah, we started looking at a few addresses uh, of some of the organizations that that were surrounding that uh, Pueblo Sin Fronteros group. One of the gr- uh, groups sounded exactly the same as that. Uh, do you want me to say the name mm-hmm. of that? It's um, Center Without Borders. Um, that was one of the that was one of the people that was that was affiliated with Pueblo. So we looked at looked at the address there. That address uh, is the exact same address as this church in Chicago. It also happens to be the address of the operations for Pueblos in Fronteros. Now, not everybody that wants open borders is a Marxist. Not everybody is a Marxist. Many of them can be libertarians, and they don't have the same goal. But whenever you find any kind of of Marxist ideology around, you know that it is a communist-style movement. It is a Lenin movement because you get rid of the borders. You're talking about international workers. Right. Unlike the Germans, yep. they were national socialists. These are international socialists that want to get rid of all the borders because we shouldn't have any borders. Workers of the world unite. Uh, and that's the, the the trail took us down this crazy Marxist you know past that goes all the way back to the late sixties and seventies. I, I found a study from some people that were looking at some of these activists that we're going to expose tonight. And can are you, can I read a little portion read of tonight? A portion of it, yeah. So this is a quote. It's these latest members, a zealous group of college students, community organizers, and young professionals, st- strove to lead and build a national immigrant rights movement. Informed by far-left politics, Marxist-Leninist thought, a communist ideology based on the theories of Karl Marx and Vladimir Lenin, with an international worldview they called for Mm. collective mobilization. That's who we're going to be talking about tonight, and they're the ones leading the push for these caravans up to our border. So anybody who says, these are just (laughs) poor people in Honduras, no, these people in Honduras are being used by a group in Chicago. Now, if my staff... Can find this out. Where's the federal government? Where's the FBI? Where is the intelligence community? They're being blocked by people in Congress that are sympathetic to these Marxist, communist, Leninist views. Tonight, a really important show. Please don't miss it. Uh, it's at uh, 5 o'clock on the blazetv.com promo code Glenn. This is a really important week because we're, we have also been working for a few weeks on another show that airs on Thursday. Hmm. 
and this show, I have I have not seen it. I meet tonight. I saw it last week. I haven't seen the new evidence. Have you seen the new evidence yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How this has not gotten out is insane. But once you hear this, this this have you said who the, the yeah, show's it's, about? it's Joe Biden. OK, so I, I this has got to be at least maybe the most corrupt person that's ever set. Yes. As either a president or vice president. Yes, it's got to be. He's got to be. He's in the top two or three. Pe- as Peter Schreitzer says he says he's the most corrupt vice president in American history. Joe Biden. Which I, this, I, I honestly, is, like, with all the problems with Obama, hadn't, I didn't really follow, you know, what Biden was doing all that much. He was kind of an inconsequential figure to me. Yeah. Um, but now that he's kind of coming back and, and, you know, other than his groping, has other things going on. So interesting that that is where the focus is on. Of course. The groping. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they want to deal with it, put it out. It's no big deal. It's just Joe being Joe. Yeah. They're not even looking in the other hand. And, and this that's is, where they should be and looking. And that's where they should be looking. This is such misdirection by the press on the oh groping. Um, this is this is criminal stuff. And I, and and if you remember when when uh, Al Gore was vice president, he went over and made a deal with the Chinese monks. Do you remember that? He made some deal towards the end. I'm f- foggy on all the details, but he was he was pretty dirty. Um, if you thought the Clintons were dirty, wait and wait until you meet the Bidens. Meet the Bidens this Thursday, again, on the Blaze TV. And, and to be fair to the press a little bit here, part of the reason why they're focusing on, uh, you know, all the groping and all the, the ridiculous things like that is because of, you know, the BidenBracket.com taking the, the nation by storm. It is taking uh, That is, you know, it, they can't keep everywhere. crashing this site, man. <laughs> <laughs> keep crashing no one can even vote on Be patient, yeah. though. It will eventually come back 70,000 <laughs> people in this poor, I mean, I don't even know who it is. We need to be able to build these brackets on our website because their spines are not big enough for the traffic that we're sending their way <laughs> yeah uh biden bracket.com biden bracket.com have you voted yet oh yeah every single one of them I can't lie. <laughs> jason's yeah. into it it's, okay. I, you know, it's like i There's love a couple of tough ones right. like tomorrow's gonna be really tough oh, oh yesterday yeah. was kind of easy today i was like uh they're all equally I creepy it's, uh, it's like sophie's choice <laughs> it really is and uh we will announce which one and i want you to know sadly sophie's 13 years old that's the problem <laughs> yeah, I know. uh the uh the the thing uh, the thing is is the Biden show on Thursday on Blaze TV is is not about his sexual exploits or his uh, tactile uh, way of politi- <laughs> of politicking. Uh, it is about real crimes. Uh, and we are going to in the last 30 seconds of the show, we will give you the winner of the final bracket. Uh, so you'll you'll we will reveal America's choice of the creepiest uh, picture of of Joe Biden uh, on Thursday, but get an office pool going. That's just, at your at your work. I mean, that's I think we're going to start that pretty soon. I think so that's I'm like, pretty sure that's legal. That's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty legal. Sure. Betting on what creepy photo. <laughs> and you know what? You know you know it'd be crazy. Supreme Court ruled on this one. Yes. <laughs> you know it's crazy. He'd go to jail. He'd go to jail. Biden could do all this, yeah. <laughs> but Jason would go to jail. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. You bet. Don't miss the border tonight. Please don't miss it. Uh, sign up right now. And uh, let me just say, when I ask you to sign up, I haven't pushed the blaze for a long time uh, because I wasn't real proud of what we were doing. We've worked for uh, almost two years to get this thing uh, right. And I hired really good people to to turn it around. And then we merged with CRTV. And so we we have it. And you're going to hear the voices that you want to hear. And there's like 40 different shows. There's so many shows you just can't watch them all. 
that's her biggest problem is there's not enough hours in the day to watch everything that we're producing. Um, but I ask you to join and use the promo code GLENN because we need your help on um, on pr- producing the staff that will be able to connect these dots because there's there's a lot of them. We broke Acorn um, the same way we're breaking this one. Uh, it was all came down to one address. And I remember standing in New York and I was talking to a couple of producers and about five feet behind me were a couple of other producers and they were working on acorn. And I said to them, uh, as I was talking to these one producer, I said, hang on just a second. Cause I heard the word van Jones and I turned around and I didn't even know who van Jones was at the time. And I said, uh, you were in van Jones and, and acorn, right? Yeah. Check into new Orleans. There's something in new Orleans. This, check new Orleans. Well, little did I know or anybody else Everything was being funneled into one address, and that's how the acorn thing was busted wide open because it was one address, and all these checks and all these things were coming to one address in New Orleans, and it was totally corrupt. This is what this is how we found these guys. We're looking at all of these different organizations, and it's all one address, and it's in Chicago. If you want to know Christian Anampur and CNN, What the press does, it would be this. Connect the dots. Please join us at the blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. My Patriot Supply, if you're keeping watch of uh, some of the world's headlines, well, let me give you this headline. Here's a headline from the future. America's border is overrun. Farms and the West in chaos. People are demanding their return of their land. Farmers killed. Now, that's something I've never said on the air before. But that is something that for about 10 years I have believed is coming. And I think you're seeing it now. I think we are seeing a uh, the human wave tactic being used look that up it's a it's a war theory where they just throw bodies at you and you just can't you're overwhelmed it's a human wave that's what they're doing that's what's coming and the head of it is in chicago if people don't stop this what happens what happens if our government decides to do nothing You can't stop it. I can't stop it. Violence can't stop it. What stops it? Nothing. Are you prepared for a world in chaos, even if it is a world that is in chaos just for a couple of weeks while the banks shut down and everything kind of, you know, regathers itself? Please prepare yourself. My Patriot Supply. Emergency food supply. You get two weeks right now. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two weeks for one individual for 75 bucks. All you have to do is go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Um, I want to tell you real quick, uh, we're going to talk next hour about our kids. The suicide rate is has almost doubled again uh, with our kids under 13. It is terrifying what's going on. The experts say one thing. I have quite a different take on it we'll give that to you next hour also we're going to talk about the uh higher ed scandal that is going on i shouldn't say scan scam 
that is going on that's after the top of the hour. I'd like to see those suicide rates matched up against the increased use of reusable garbage ba- uh, mm. grocery bags. Really? Uh, yeah, because, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a huge thing that's out now that if you have to, for every reusable bag you use, you have to reuse it 7,100 times to equal uh, a plastic bag at a grocery store. Now, many of you may not use that reusable bag that many times. However, if it's organic cotton, it's 20,000 times. You have now, to reuse here's it. my daughter's mm-hmm. uh, argument on mm-hmm. this. Uh, first of all, the oceans, and we can get into that later. Yep. But she said the problem is, is that we're not, we're going out, we're creating a new industry of these new bags. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't go out and buy a new bag for this. You use a bag that you already have. The problem is is that it's created this environmental thing is creating a whole new buttload of of products for you to go out and buy and own so you're not reducing no of course not um also there it's really unhealthy um they did a study of this university of pennsylvania and george mason did the study of this when they banned plastic bags in san francisco and uh in the wake of that they had a 46 percent increase in foodborne illness Wow. They found uh, deaths and ER visits spiked as soon as the ban went into effect. And it's because people put meat and vegetables in in the their bags. Bag. They throw it in their hot trunk. It cooks in there. And then they go back with the same bag the next time and buy new food. And produce rolls around and all that. You're supposed to be washing them in between every use. And if you do, you have absolutely no environmental impact, even if you include all the marine waste with the plastic bags. Which... By the way, 90% of it comes from China. So that's a whole nother situation. But it's, it is amazing the, the way they, they're able to create these brand new industries. You're listening to Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This Col- is the Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, college tuition, room and board. That cost now exceeds fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year. This is a massive hardship on families who have to take out of pocket two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars for a four-year degree. You got a loan? The debt for a 22-year-old graduate can easily exceed $100,000. Meanwhile, the size of the student loan debt nationwide is now $1.7 trillion. The biggest college scandal of them all in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Because of things like I'm going to talk to you about here, $1.7 trillion in student loan uh, debt, uh, loans are going to get harder and harder to come by. Financing is going to be, you remember what it was in 2008. Remember you couldn't get a loan? Remember everything collapsed, everything was frozen? It's going to be worse the next time. So if you're thinking about buying a house and you need to do a loan, now is the time. If you want to refinance, now is the time. If you have an adjustable mortgage, now is the time, please. The company that I trust and the only company that I have endorsed ever in my career uh, is American Financing. I don't, I don't like mortgage companies. This one I really, really like. It's a home run uh, business. It only takes about 10 minutes to uh, qualify. 
they've been a sponsor of mine for I don't know how many years, but it was right after 2008 uh, that I they took them on, I think probably 2009, because they were calling me in 2006 and seven saying, hey, we want to advertise. And I said, no way. Tell me after the crash. And they actually agreed with me that a crash was coming. That was rare. But they said, we don't do it that way. We work for the customer. So we're not roping people into all these horrible loans. I said, call me after the crash. They did. They were fine. That's why I endorse them. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Adam Angieski is uh, with us now. He is a CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. He works to capture and post all disclosed spending at every level of government, federal, state, and local. Uh, they have uh, successfully captured nearly $4 billion in public expenditures, rapidly growing their data in all 50 states. Uh, they are a government watchdog organization. They do not accept any government funding. Uh, he and Stephen Moore, a friend of the program, worked on an article called The Biggest College Scandal of Them All. And we welcome you, Adam, to the program. How are you? Glenn, thank you very much. Thank you for your interest in our work. Yeah, you bet. Um, this is, to me, uh, I have been watching this for about 20 years now. And everybody talks about the price of health care and the price of food and the price of gas and everything else. And no one has talked about the price of college, at least at the government level. Because they're enabling uh, this to happen, and it is breaking our back. Tell me what you found. So we found basically seven facts that Americans don't know regarding higher education. Uh, so, it, you know, the biggest scandal facing uh, higher ed is certainly the cost of higher education. And you mentioned the $1.7 trillion in student debt, but that now exceeds the $1 trillion Americans have put on their credit cards or the $1.1 trillion that we've accumulated in debt on auto loans. So it's a huge, huge amount of money. Um, you know, one of the most troubling facts that we found is that the, um, the American people are paying for wealthy schools to get even richer. We found that the top 25 schools in the country, they hold a collective endowment, that's money in the bank, of a quarter trillion dollars of endowment funds. They don't need taxpayer help. But just last year, the American taxpayer put $7 billion worth of federal uh, taxpayer subsidies into those 25 wealthy schools. And they need to lighten the load in the American taxpayer. I, I remember, uh, Adam, this years ago, I just on the back of an envelope did some figuring and just on the the interest that they are accruing every year, Harvard could pay for everybody that goes to Harvard. And I think they could open up like six satellite schools and they would the principal would have never been touched. Well, you're right about that. So we did analysis of the eight schools of the Ivy League, and collectively they hold north of $120 billion. We forecast that by, over the next 20 years they'll hold a trillion-dollar endowment. Oh you're, and you're exactly right, Glenn. They, they um, could finance the next 51 years with no further gifts, free tuition for every single undergraduate student. So – why is the federal government involved in this? This is this is this would be like giving Apple 
uh, welfare. They don't need it. So, you know, all of this um, federal student aid was supposed to make college more affordable. But Mm -hmm. I think higher ed has once again proved the rule uh, that the fastest way to make something really expensive is for Washington, D.C. politicians, Glenn, to throw more public money at a problem uh, to make it, quote, unquote, affordable. Well, if you if you have it's honestly, there's there is no uh, reason that if you want to live on the beach, the federal government should underwrite your insurance. Uh, it only makes things much, much, much worse. Uh, when, it, when it comes to these loans, if, if you're guaranteed to get a, a loan and, you know, it's a guaranteed thing, what, what stops the uh, colleges from saying, you know what, everybody's happy. They're just going to they're just going to take the loan out anyway because they don't have a choice. Just keep raising the price. Well, what what Steve Moore and I found was that tax dollars are actually driving up college tuition costs. And there's a great example of this in in one of the uh, higher ed verticals, and that is colleges of cosmetology. Uh, They're beauty schools. Uh, You go there for one year, you come out with a license to cut hair, do massage therapy, manicure nails. Uh, The largest chain of these beauty schools, the Empire Beauty Schools, They've received more than a half billion dollars over the course of the past four years in federal taxpayer student aid assistance. And they now admit they charge, Glenn, and this is pretty incredible, they charge $28,000 a year for that one-year program. To cut hair? Yes, that's more tuition than Big Ten college universities charge. They can only do it because we, the American taxpayer, are funding them to such a great degree. That is, and we gave them half a, did I hear that right? Half a billion dollars? Our data shows at OpenTheBooks.com that over $500 million worth of federal student aid subsidies flowed to Empire Beauty Schools in the last four years. What the hell? (laughs) And so at $28,000, I mean, those poor students and their families, they can't pay that money back. I mean, that's just an unbelievable amount of money. So what is this what is this headed towards? Well, look, the uh, education secretary Betsy DeVos, um, in many ways she's been a pioneer and a reformer in higher education, but right now she wants to actually weaken accreditation standards. So you're going to get more schools like these beauty schools. You're going to get more schools like a music and design academy that charges between 38,000 and 48,000 a year on tuition. And they admit that their average graduate comes out and only makes $28,000 a year. We don't need weaker accreditation controls. We need stronger accreditation controls. We have in your report Crescent City School of Gambling and Bartending received $9.5 million in federal funding between fiscal 14 and 2017. How, How much money are you making uh, at this, after graduating from the School of Gaming. Well, and that begs the question, Glenn, do you like your tax dollars shaken or stirred? Jeez. <laughs> this, is, this is nuts. That one at least sounds fun. I mean, I, you know, I don't... Wait, here's another one we identified that actually sounds fun, and it's the, uh, the Professional Golfers Career College. And over the last four years, taxpayers put $5 million into that school. Uh, they tout themselves. Uh, their competitive advantage is that they're the only school, they say, where you can golf seven days a week. Now, the course doesn't even open up till noon, and maybe that's because none of the students are up that early. 
it's like the, it's like Caddyshack turned into a university. I love it. Um, Here's one that we uh, that we had no idea that was going on. So over the course of the past four years, a billion dollars, nearly one billion dollars, has flowed into 112 seminaries uh, to mint pastors and priests. And to the extent that everyone listening to your program feels that government money eventually could be used to control message and content, this is very troubling. Yeah, jeez. Um, so mm. uh, is there any move at all to cut these schools off, especially the ones with these gigantic uh, uh, funds behind them? So I think there's you know three nonpartisan reforms that the Secretary DeVos can bring forth. One is wealthy colleges must make themselves affordable. Glenn, there's no public purpose argument for working in middle-class taxpayers to fund the Harvards, the Notre Dames, the Stanfords. They literally have all the money in the world, and they need to lighten the load on the American taxpayer. Yeah, hang, hang on just a second. Let me ask you this. Why should we be giving loans out to an organization that has a billion dollars worth of funds why don't they underwrite the loans themselves? They can do it. If they Absolutely. believe in it, they should underwrite the loans and, themselves. And Why are we doing it? Harvard has $34 billion, I think it is. I mean, they have way more than a billion dollars. Yeah, Harvard has $34 billion in their endowment. I mean, there is no public purpose argument for we, for we the people to underwrite all of that at these schools. Look, they're, they're 501c3 educational public charities. They have an unlimited uh, set, of, an infinite set of beneficiaries. We, the taxpayer, don't need to be funding them. They should swear off government money, not accept it. But if they do that, then they have to cut the uh, uh, cut the the cost uh, that that is helping them make all of this money, right? right. They got to work a little harder. But obviously, they've got the network to pull it off. I mean, they've raised billions of dollars. Here, here's the second bipartisan reform, and this just drives people crazy that this is even going on. The Department of Education in the past two years admits to overpaying $11 billion worth of student loans and Pell Grants. The, uh, the Education Department, obviously, they've got a complete lack of basic in-house financial controls. Billions of dollars of, of overpayments are flowing out the door. They need to stop that. So wait, so wait, wait, wait. They're overpaying by how much? $11 billion over the course of the past two years. And in their own financial documents, they say for 2019, the situation is going to get 4% worse. What? We, yeah. How, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is there no one honest in this exchange at all? There's no one at the universities like, hey, guys, you already paid us for this. There's no honest broker at all. There's nobody watching the candy store here at all. There, there is nobody. As, as a matter of fact, um, it's 4% of all student loans that were overpaid last year, and incredibly, 8% of all Pell Grants were overpaid. Pell Grants don't have to be paid back. This is obscene. This is obscene. It, even if you just want to look at it from the number of people that could be educated... And and with just the money that we already have, Adam, is there any idea, have you guys looked at all on what this means if we actually go to a socialist system of free education for everybody, what that's going to cost? 
So according to uh, Trump's pick for the Fed, economist Stephen Moore, when we pen the piece at the Washington Times, uh, Moore makes the argument that free college tuition for all, um, that would be the worst thing for this for, for higher education. They would have no incentive whatsoever to hone the budget, to cut no, costs, yeah. to use their endowment. It would all roll back on the American taxpayer. Moore makes the argument it would be the most regressive policy forcing uh, working and middle-class taxpayers to pay for wealthy kids' college educations. Just a side note here. Any chance that uh, you think he goes to a Fed chair? I'm rooting for him. But is there well, any... I, I, I think he's, you know, the, the president's staying with him. He has come under blistering attack. And from, from what is being said in the press, um, you know, the Republican-controlled Senate, uh, you know, it sounds like they still support the pick. And uh, Stephen Moore would be uh, a great addition to the Fed board. Well, we'd have a little bit of uh, common sense. You know what he wants? He told me this the other day on a phone call. He wants an audit of the Fed. And I think that's something that all of us should support. That would be fantastic. Um, Adam, thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. The, Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Uh, the, uh, the name of the uh, story by Stephen Moore and Adam is uh, the biggest college scandal of all from the Washington Times. It is well worth the time to read. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, LifeLock. Um, if you are... If you're sitting in Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio is only behind Baltimore, Maryland for break-ins. Now, I've been to Baltimore. I expect that from Baltimore. Cleveland, 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 Ohio is, if you're living in the Cleveland, Ohio area, God bless you. Break-ins are at record levels. You're number two in the country uh, and uh, and it's not just break-ins of your home. Now we all have to worry about break-ins to get all of our ID. I want you to go to lifelock.com and use the promo code BACK. Tax season is the prime time to be able to break in and get all of your information. They don't have, you know, they don't have to uh, worry about anything. There's no burglar alarm on your information. Or is there? Yes, there is. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. It is a burglar alarm. Something is tampered with. Something is changed. Something is taken from you. And the alarm goes off. They send you an alert. Say, hey, by the way, are you doing this or is this somebody else? You say it's somebody else and they have people that are in-house and in-country here in the United States that work to fix it. It is lifelock.com, the best in the business, even though you know nobody can prevent all cyber threats and, 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 and hacks and everything else. They are the best in the business. It's lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and you'll save 10% on your first year. That's promo code BECK at lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK, 10% off, lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. What are the odds, Stu, that Stephen Moore gets in at the Fed and they get him and he becomes part of the star chamber? <laughs> I don't think particularly high. I mean, he's had, you know, uh, he uh, I think if he gets in, he's going to be pretty good. An improvement, probably. I mean, 
everyone's like, oh, Stephen Moore, he's set, he's a he's a real conservative, he's a hardline conservative. Well, I mean, he is a a guy who has all sorts of credentials uh, that has been around for a very long time. His views are out there. Uh, he is definitely conservative, and he believes... Uh, and he's not hardcore. We disagree on a lot. I'd spend a lot less than he would many times. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> I mean, true. I'm, more, I'm much more fiscally conservative than he is. But it's like they act as if a guy, who, because he's been on television and written op-eds, like he's crazy and not qualified for these jobs. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he, I mean this, is the, this has been his field. This is yes, his but he's an outsider. I know. Good. Yeah. I think that's, that's good. Since when it. do we want all insiders on this, especially with a fed? I'd like one of us sitting at the table going, uh, just, we got to write this one down. Cause I think people should know about this. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he was, you know, he's been really good. And he's been good for a long time. Uh, he's a great, uh, book. If you, uh, if you want to, if you're a nerd, and you want to look into, uh, I mean, it's, it's a play on uh, another book you'll recognize, but an inquiry into the nature and causes of the wealth of states. Mm. And he goes in um, and he wrote a book about how different state policies have actually worked out and how the economies have been affected by different states' policies. Mm. Not, you know, because we're all under, right? We're all the same people. You can't make necessarily huge cultural arguments. We're all Americans, at least. We're at least under mm-hmm. a general umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they we're all under the same federal government rules. So what has actually happened when you look at the actual differences between what state policies? This is federalism, right? Like what what has actually happened? Mm-hmm. And this is a study on federalism. What occurred when these things were changed? And it is dramatic. I mean, it makes an incredibly good case for the free market. Uh, and it, it shows that states that have decided to go down, even sometimes blue states that have decided to take certain paths with more free market policies have worked out a lot better than red states who've avoided them. Um, It it really shows over a long period of time, the difference that that can make. Do you, do you know why the left doesn't want federalism anymore? And federalism is this weird word. You always have to think of the opposite federalism. You want federalism. It means you want power to the state, right? Okay, not to capital S, but like Washington State, Texas, the state of Texas, uh, you know, yeah, Kentucky, where they can experiment a little. Right. Bit. Like I've never had a problem with health care. You know, you want to do universal Romney care in, in Massachusetts. Fine. Do it. Yeah. I mean, I would hate it if I was in Massachusetts right. and I don't think it's good for Massachusetts. No, but I don't either. The but, people of Massachusetts have the right to do right. things that I think are dumb. And are you open minded enough to go, OK, worked in Massachusetts really well. Do we have the same kind of things? And let's try it in our state. I would. If it was working really well and it was it was saving money and everything else but and there wasn't. Yeah, really a good argument for it. Yeah. No. And you try it in different states and see what happens. Um, that is, you know, I don't have a problem. San Francisco, you want to be as crazy as you are? Seattle, be as crazy as you are. Don't force us to do it in our town, in our state. Yeah. But that's the socialist way like san francisco if you want to get give all your citizens salmonella because of the reusable grocery bags you do that you right. go ahead you have fun with that however do you know why socialists are against states doing this it's because states have the right to do everything except one thing i'll tell you about it next you're listening to glenn beck and boy when i tell you what that is you're going to want to remember 
Goldline. <laughs> 1-800-GOLDLINE. Right now, China and Russia, they are buying massive, massive amounts of gold. Why aren't we? Why aren't we? You know who's selling gold right now? Venezuela. Their currency is worthless. They're sending gold to Russia and to Cuba to help prop up Maduro's regime and to keep him safe. The lesson of the story is gold is still the gold standard. And countries that use that to hedge their bet in extreme cases to barter for surger, uh, for uh, services, uh, even the evil ones, win. We are not putting ourselves on a gold standard. China and Russia are. You've got to be able to barter. So do it yourself. Right now, Goldline has just released the 2019 version of the legal tender bar, which has 10 individual one-tenth of an ounce, 99.9% pure gold bullion legal tender from the Canadian Mint in a barter case. Put yourself on the gold standard. Find out if it's right for you. Go to goldline.com or 866-GOLDLINE. All good things that will happen to you today are brought to you by BidenBracket.com. BidenBracket.com, providing all the creepy Joe Biden photos you can handle and vote on. So why don't socialists just do the whole social? Why don't you just pick a state, any state, New Hampshire, uh, Maine, Vermont, California, and just go for it? I mean, California, you could do it. You just go all socialist. Why not just do it? Here's why. Because states have the right to do anything except one thing. Print money. Because they know the system will not work. Because their states are already, look at Massachusetts, look at New York, look at uh, Chicago and Illinois, look at any of these states, California, they're all over their head in water. They are drowning in debt. They cannot hold it together. They know the system doesn't work, and so they need the entire country working as a slave for them. And the federal government can just print money. You see that story about what uh, Ocasio-Cortez believes about her monetary policy? That there's no effect in printing money, that you can print money all you want. This is, this is modern monetary theory, is yeah. that where she's going? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that you can just print money. No, you can't. Tell me about Venezuela, Stu. The, uh, the numbers are coming in on Venezuela, and <clears throat> wow, does socialism look like an attractive thing for mm-hmm. us to entertain right about now. No, don't worry about it. You can always print money. You can always print money. Um, they are now looking at the contraction of the economy in, in Venezuela, and they're trying to find some modern equivalent of what's happened to this country since 2013-ish. Um, it's very difficult to do. They've tried to find the worst possible example of a country in modern history. Zimbabwe? Is Zimbabwe, right? Zimbabwe, everyone remembers the trillion dollar bills mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff from, from that era. Um, the Venezuelan situation is now worse. It's contracted faster than Zimbabwe and is expected, if, uh, is expected to uh, contract another 25% this year. If that occurs, it'll put it below the bottom of Venezuela's um, canyon, uh, and including, uh, in, in addition to that, if the blackouts continue, which are occurring now, and there's no reason to believe they won't continue, it's actually even more than 25%. 
So we're talking about the worst economic collapse in modern history. And at the same time, we're embracing one it. of the two parties in our country is embracing the same philosophy. It's incredible. OK, I want to give you a couple of stories here. And it kind of it kind of goes to that. This is from CNN. The number of children and teens in the United States who visited emergency rooms for suicidal thoughts or suicide attempts doubled between 2007 and 2015, according to a new study. This is according to the U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention, blah, 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 blah. Suicide under the age of 13, one every five days. The numbers are very alarming. One every five days. Uh, it represents a larger percentage of all pediatri- pediatric emergency department visits where suicidal behavior rung the pediatric polit- uh, uh, population was 2% of all v- visits. It is now almost 4%. These are kids at 13 years old. Now, one reason experts say for the increase in depression and suicidal behavior is more stress and pressure on kids. Kids are feeling more pressure to achieve, more pressure in school. They're more worried about making a living than in previous years. Bull crap. Can't possibly be true. Bull crap. Bull crap. I mean, I guess, I mean... Look, I mean, I, there is some pressure, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, I, I feel like it's the reverse. Are you a doctor? I am not. A, are you, or you are a doctor. I am a doctor. That's true. I'm a doctor. Of, of humanities. Of humanities, which means I can diagnose all of humanity. That's so, not what that means. But. I'm pretty sure it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ask any questions. I just took the certificate <laughs> and I walked out. So here's the thing. <laughs> let's, look, let's look at what right now, what it's like to be a kid. It's pretty sweet. In some ways, it's pretty sweet. You should see the trampoline park near my house. It's freaking amazing. If I had that thing when I was a kid, I would be happy all the time. Yeah, pretty sweet. But they're not playing outside anymore. They're not really connecting with nature. And nature is one thing. The ground roots you. There's something about having your hands in the soil and the dirt and the smell of grass and, and playing until you are just worn out. Being outside and being with your friends without any kind of parental supervision or any kind of structured game, just playing a game until it goes dark at night and you're like, I got to get home or my mom's going to be pissed. And the next morning you go out and your mom says, just come home before it's dark. Come home for dinner, right? Our kids are not doing that anymore. And our kids are spending a lot of time at home. They're exposed now to hardcore pornography hardcore pornography by the age of eight now now this was something that if you were a teenage boy you didn't really even get hardcore pornography you didn't certainly yeah. didn't get videos of it you might get the playboy you might get someone the... hides you know behind the garage Correct. type of situation this is hardcore video At the same time, there's no church, there's no faith, there's no community. In most cases, the community has completely broken down. At the same time, summer jobs. Now, the government is trying to make sure that kids don't get summer jobs. Or internships. Or internships. uh, Because who's going to hire a kid at $15 an hour? I need somebody who I can truly depend on and has some skills because I'm going to have to let some of the skilled workers go to be able to afford the $15 an hour. Or I just shut down my part-time people and I just put all that extra work on the people who are earning salaries. Or make a kiosk. 
And then you don't have any people. There is trophies now for every kid. There is no sense of accomplishment. You're not first. You're not better than anybody else. You didn't accomplish anything. Everybody is a winner. Everybody is exactly the same. And you know what? You're really the same. Unless, unless you're white, you're a victim. You're a victim. You've been oppressed. And if you're a white kid, you've probably been oppressed by your white parents. You don't even know. You don't even know that you are being oppressed because you are the oppressor now. And everyone is a victim. And you can't do it. You can't make it because these guys are in the way. And you got to get rid of those guys. And we're the only ones that can help you now. You've got to come through us. There's no meaning of life anymore. What does life mean? Their, their Planned Parenthood is in on first grade. Their, their hope is that within the first 18 months after a period... A girl gets pregnant. Their hope, their goal is to help that girl have three abortions by the time she's 30. That's their goal. If you're a boy, you're practically worthless. We haven't fixed the problem between the sexes. We have just reversed the problem. You were sexist against women. Okay, now we're sexist against men. You were racist against blacks. Okay, now we're racist against whites. It's the same problem, except we were making some progress. Slowly but surely, we were making progress, and now that's all gone out the window. You are so you were you were told that you that the world is so oppressive that if you were in a card store and you saw cards at the Hallmark store that said. You're the kind of boy that I'd make a sandwich for. That's what the card says. You would write and tweet, what the F is this? Jesus effing C. I, I was born in the 60s, and I remember this effing stuff in the 70s and 80s, and it's still here. Mother of God, I will kill. That, that was the tweet. What? That was the tweet. I will kill because this is oppressive. Let me let me play this. A girl saw uh, she's probably 18. Maybe she saw a Pepe the Frog cartoon, which is supposedly racist. I don't really care. I don't watch Pepe the Frog. I don't put Pepe the Frog. I, I, who cares? It's a cartoon frog. But this cartoon frog had a clown wig on top of it somebody put a clown wig a cartoon clown wig on a cartoon frog this girl puts clown makeup on her face and this is what she records yesterday you're not going to take a symbol of happiness and acceptance and and multiculturalism and turn it into something racist and anti-semitic and homophobic and transphobic you're not going to do that on my watch you're not so pepe he belongs to me now Pepe the, fo- the Frog, with his curly-ass Afro clown wig, belongs to me. Stop. That is a this, si- woman, <laughs> this woman has a full-fledged meltdown. She's a teenager. She has a meltdown over a cartoon frog in a cartoon clown wig. We're living in a Dr. Seuss world where men are women, women are men, and neither are either. 
There is no truth. There are no facts. There's only feelings. But even your feelings don't belong to you because you've been made to feel this way by someone else. We're having our kids play games where they're killing people online. They're demeaning each other online. There is no one-on-one interaction. Nobody calls each other. They text. They send pictures. There is no reality. Parents are hooked on social media and high tech. And they're, if they're in a house, and I don't care if this is left or right, the kids are hearing their parents at respond to these tweets in ways that their mothers would never approve. But they're responding to these tweets, and they're angry themselves because they're watching the destruction of their country. There's not going to be anything left. And it doesn't matter which side you're on. That's what's being said in all of our homes. Now, let me ask you, you are a 13-year-old kid. You're just starting to grow into your own body. You're being told maybe you're not a girl, maybe you're not a boy. There is no, there is no consequence to anything. There is, there is nothing to achieve. You're never going to make it. You're oppressed. Why the hell do you think they're killing themselves? Why do you think they're depressed? It's really quite simple. And so is the solution. We are every label, occupation, race, physical characteristic, every label of honor. All of those things are temporary. Eternally, they're temporary. Don't label yourself. Don't let someone else label you or your kids. Don't put a limit on the goals that you can strive for. We're still Americans. I had forgotten what my father had taught me. My father taught me, as you think, so shall it be. What are our kids thinking right now? What were you thinking as a kid? I'm a good, spectacular kid. I'm a good kid. I'm a great kid. I'm, 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 I am in love with my family. I'm in love with my sister and my brothers. I'm a charitable kid. You're not thinking any of those things. You're fighting inside. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I've got a pimple. Nobody likes me. You're fighting that all the time. Help our kids. Start believing again in yourself. Start believing again in God. Start believing again, not in the country not in the flag not in our military not in our banking system but in our principles start believing in american principles again and god's principles they're interchangeable all right um listen 
There was a new survey out that says that most people don't believe that Google is tracking them. What, are you insane? Are you, are you really that dumb to believe that? Of course they are. That's how, they're, that's how they get better. Of course they're tracking you. They're tracking everybody. And so is Facebook. And so is the NSA. And so is everybody else. Surveillance capitalism. I don't want any part of it. And, uh, and that's why I have a Norton Secure VPN. You should, too. A, 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 a virtual private network. What this is, is this uh, stops people from, if you're in a coffee shop and you're on a Wi-Fi, nobody's going to hack in and get your stuff. If, if you just don't like the idea that everybody is tracking you all the time, you can have a virtual private network, and it's easy. You download the app. You click on it. You one time put in the password, and now your, your, uh, all your online connections on your devices, they're all going through a, a, a VPN. You may not know what a VPN is now, but believe me, Everybody's going to know what a VPN is one day, probably sooner rather than later, because the creepiness is just beginning. So it starts at three dollars and thirty three cents a month. Uh, That's if you sign up for the year. It is uh, protection online for everything uh, that you worry about people tracking or hacking into Norton dot com slash VPN. The people who have brought you security online for a long time. Norton now offering a VPN at Norton dot com slash VPN. Glad you're here. Uh, looks like the uh, Mueller report is going to be out next week. Um, and don't forget tonight at five o'clock, we have an expose on the border on what's really going on. Uh, this show we're going to send to the White House and send to members of Congress because uh, nobody else is uncovering this or covering it. But we can tell you where that border crisis is coming. Make sure you sign up now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. We'll see you tonight at 5. You're listening to Glenn Beck.